freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 105 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. We have a great show today. Our theme is arrogance and intelligence. And Cheryl, which one of those are you pointing at me? <laughs> well, uh, we'll just stay tuned. I guess we'll find out now, won't we? So intelligence versus arrogance. So here's what I'm thinking. Is something true because you believe it? Or do you believe something because it's true? Well, I do think both things are valid, but for different reasons. On one hand, we as a society agree on certain things. That is to say that we believe in them. And it is through our belief that these things become true. Like money. A $1 bill and a $100 bill are made with the exact same material. So what makes one worth more than the other is simply our belief. We believe and agree that more ink, more zeros ironically, cause the $100 bill to be more valuable than the single. Other kinds of beliefs are based in faulty logic. Snake oil salesmen and conmen have made fortunes by capitalizing on emotion to convince unwise people to purchase and consume their poison. These are subjective beliefs. On the other hand, we objectively recognize the truth of other things and therefore believe them. Self-evident truths fall into this category. Fact-based things like humans are born, we live, and we die. I bring all of this up because there seems to be a tremendous amount of confusion going on these days about the difference between these kinds of beliefs. And the difference is all mucked up in emotional reactions, self-assured and self-righteous arrogance, which are somehow taking precedence over critical thinking, logic, and intelligence. I will give you an example. I recently have had a number of conversations with people who themselves have very little personal knowledge and experience with firearms, but who are arrogant in their sureness that we need more laws, less guns, and without a doubt, that one gun needs to be done away with entirely, right? To a person, these people were aware of what I do for a living. They know that I have a certain level of expertise in these matters, and yet it never occurred to them, any of them, to ask me about what I thought about what they were saying. They weren't engaging me in an exchange of ideas. They were talking at me, telling me, like a parent who ends every command with, because I said so. 
these people have confused subjective, fear-based beliefs with objective truth. They have become the unwitting handmaidens of the snake oil salesman. They spew piles of foolish words and phrases made up of bits and pieces of things they heard somewhere, and without an invitation to interrupt their reverie, I'm put in an awkward quandary. Do I interrupt their presumptions and risk being presumptuous myself by correcting each point, or do I become complicit in their lack of understanding by silently cringing? They speak with authority and poison the air with nonsense without caring about how insulting their behavior is, but I feel the social pressure to be polite and not come off as a know-it-all. I can only guess how many thousands of times this scenario plays out across the nation and over dinner tables every minute of every day, and each time the arrogance goes unchallenged with intelligence, we slip farther and farther away from what so many people have fought and bled and died for freedom. Freedom to be arrogant and freedom to be intelligent. After much careful thought and prayer, I've decided that freedom is worth taking the risk of speaking up. Liberty is more important than a mildly uncomfortable conversation here and there. And in the end, truly, we're doing no favors to our friends and family when we allow them to believe lies and speak nonsense. In the end, wouldn't they be thankful that we care enough about them to offer them the truth? We must, however, ourselves be careful to not become as self-righteous as our counterparts. We must exercise the better and wiser angels of our nature as we engage in and hopefully begin to shift the tides to intelligent conversations in the battle of arrogance versus intelligence. Dan? Well, I just can't get over the uh, money thing right now. Yeah. I mean, we talk about, so I got a stack of $100 bills, and I can only see them from the side. Mm -hmm. No, they're the same as $100. I mean, they're made out of the same material, but yet they're worth much less, mm -hmm. 100 times less. Right. And the reason is because we've all just agreed to agree, right? Because right. it's not even based, our money's not even based in the gold standard, the silver standard, any of that anymore, right? So... It's, it's just interesting when you think about that because a space alien, if they came down, they would think, I can't eat it, right? It's not going to sustain my body. You know, like it might. A alien, it might. <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> but anyway, I... Uh, well, you know, talking to... The, the, the bad thing about what we're, we're talking here is that uh, there are people that are right restrictors. Mm -hmm. And they, they won't listen. They're, they're head st strong and they just will not listen. And so if you have a conversation with somebody that's not listening to you, you're not going to get anywhere. They're just going to, they're mm -hmm. going to be forceful. I mean, I, rem I remember sitting at the dinner table with a certain person years ago. <laughs> not Who my, shall remain nameless. Not, not my wife. <laughs> no, course, it's but a that extended family it was their member way, years ago. It was their way or nothing. If they couldn't, if you didn't agree with them, then you could just go home. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's what we've come to today. Mm-hmm. When we talk about guns, these people that are so passionate that we need to get rid of guns, gun restrictors, mm-hmm. that they make it where it's like, if you don't believe me, then leave. I'm not going to listen to you. But so the, how do you communicate with that? But there are some people that will still, like if you give a little bit of pushback, and it's really in the way you do it, right? You know, I'm, I, I don't want to be a know-it-all. I don't want to be perceived that way. Um, but I also don't want to stand there and just, you know, be complicit in silence. So I've got to find this middle space to be able to say, well, you know what? I, I heard this thing the other day. I read this thing the other day. Um, or how about could I, could I counter what you said with um, something I've experienced? Or, you know, something like that where at least we're, we're offering the opportunity for learning to take place because... I, I one of the exchanges that happened very very recently uh, th- that was similar to that where somebody was just I don't even know that they were talking at me they just kind of were lost in a reverie like they were processing out loud the stuff that they've been fed right like little baby birds from the media and politics and stuff like that and they were saying about oh that AR-15 that's just oh there's no reason for that that's a terrible gun and you know on and on and I said well, let me just offer this. And, you know, it could just be a, a different way of thinking about it. I'm looking at a long game. I'm looking at the messaging about the AR-15. And what I hear and see people doing is they're vilifying this one particular gun. And they don't know why, but they're doing it. And I say, so let's say we just all get in the head bob, right? And we're all just nodding together. Oh, that's a bad gun. Yeah, we need to get rid of that gun. And then everybody's like, yeah. So AR-15's banned, done, no more made. You got to destroy the ones you've got, whatever version of the world you want to think about. I said, the AR-15, the functionality of it is a one-for-one ratio. You pull the trigger once, it outcomes one projectile. People are confused that you pull the trigger once and it empties out, you know, just hundreds of of bullets. But isn't that how every gun is? Thank you for... Yes, that's exactly where I'm going. So a year after we've banned this terrible AR-15, somebody wakes up and goes, wait a minute, even old cowboy guns are a one-for-one ratio. All of them are one-for-one ratio. Well, if that one's bad, these are all bad, and we have to do away with them. And you can see how that logic would absolutely play out. And so for at least a moment, there was a glimmer in my friend's eyes and they said, I just, I'd never even considered that. I'd never thought about the functionality. And I said, well, that's my world. That's kind of what I live in. So, you know, ask me, use me as a resource. If you're confused about something, you know, stay curious was the main, the main point of me talking to this person is to encourage them to stay curious and question everything. So well, that's the thing I, I don't understand, because when this whole thing first started, the first person that started this anti-gun thing, mm-hmm. their whole goal was not to get rid of one type of gun. Mm-hmm. Their goal is to remove guns from the planet. Mm-hmm. And so they're not going to accept any other thing but that. Mm-hmm. And so for the person you talk to, to challenge somebody else, they're not going to hear it because it's every gun's got to be gone. I mean, if you just look at it, that's what they're saying. Oh, I know there's they. I I know there's they who say that. When my dad in in the 70s, when my dad was doing uh, a gun rights thing, Mm -hmm. they said, oh, Saturday night specials are bad. Saturday night specials. 
And that I guess that's the gun they used to kill uh, Kennedy, um, Bobby Kennedy. Okay. And that was in 68, I think. But anyway, uh, they said Saturday night specials are bad. Well, they started doing it. What is a Saturday night special? Sort of like, what is an AR-15? What's an assault rifle? Right. Here we are again. So they, There we are. So they said, oh, any of the cheap guns that come out. Okay, so the cheap guns, the $29 revolvers, we need to get them off the street. And I look at that and I go, deep inside, what is that doing? That's keeping the, the lower class or, or middle class people can't afford to buy a gun. Oh, that's great. So that's the first start of it. But then you read more of the definition Colt Python, mm-hmm. Saturday Night Special, mm-hmm. Colt Python, Colt Single Action Cowboy Gun, Saturday Night Special. Mm-hmm. The list goes on and on. Every revolver, every handgun was a Saturday Night Special once they got into it. Mm-hmm. And so the whole goal was to remove guns from the planet. And it still is. Still I, is. For, for they. And, who, and remember. Whoever you are out there listening that's part of that they. Right. And we're re- on to you. Remember. <laughs> we're not confused. It wasn't that long ago that they were talking about semi-automatic pistols. They were, that's the, the whole goal. I think we're going to have to introduce our guests on the next break. <laughs> no, I think we're going to have to dive in. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> I'll just get off of my rant here. Um, our first hour, we have Shirley... Shelly Lederhill, Shelley, sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Sean. Shelly Lederhill. She wears a bunch of hats. Shelly is the co-owner of Complete Combatant, manager of Fusion MMA, organizer of the annual women's meet and greet, meet and mingle, sorry, and the executive director and co-founder of Rachel's Rest. Shelly is hosting The Mingle on May 19th. We also have Tyler Izagiri. He's a president and founder of the Second Amendment Institute, a national nonprofit organization that focuses on educational educational advocacy for the Second Amendment. Additionally, Izagiri is a national field director of Students for Self-Defense, a national college program that fights for self-defense rights of college students on campus. Absolutely. And he's going to be talking to us about Dick Heller, right? The Heller decision that's so important to our rights. And uh, that uh, it's a, I think it's the 10th anniversary. They're going to be talking about that. So after that, we have Debbie Lesko. So Representative Debbie Lesko, she recently won the special primary election and is currently running in the special general election in Arizona's 8th Congressional District. She's here to talk with us about what important issues impact her district. On our second hour, we have Diamond and Silk. Yeah, so Diamond and Silk, they are awesome. They are the two ladies. Facebook recently has uh, banned their their site because they say their content is unsafe. And Facebook has banned their site. I know, I know. It's crazy. So they're going to be talking to us about that. And, and they're just a fun pair of sisters, and they just talk about co- um, conservative issues, and they love Donald Trump. And so um, even Senator Ted Cruz mentioned their name yesterday on the Hill, uh, questioning um, the, the founder of Facebook. We also have author Liz Lazarus. Lazarus, she is the author of two now psychological legal thrillers, Free of Malice and the newly released Plea for Justice. And our final guest of the day is... We have Cassie Todd Jamison, contributor to Women's Outdoor News manager of Pot of Gold Auctions, and social media director of AZ Firearms and Pot of Gold Auctions. Uh, Pot of Gold Auctions and Gun Freedom Radio, I'm sorry. 
Cassie recently published an article about the legal age limit issue and is here to talk with us about millennials' opinion on that topic. And she also happens to be our daughter. So well, there is that. <laughs> so I, I thought there was excited. something something familiar about I that thought, name. I thought I, you know <sighs> it's going to be nice to talk to her. I haven't heard from her since last night. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, stick around. We have an awesome show, and we are really looking forward to uh, when we come right back from the great grapes from the. <laughs> From the ads? I don't even know what I was going to say. Yeah, that's um, remove the grapes from the table. Seriously. That confuses her. Miss Shelley Leader-Hill is on the other side of these announcements. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am excited to bring back on the air our friend Shelly Leader Hill. She wears a bunch of hats. She's the co-owner of the Complete Combatant, manager of Fusion MMA, organizer of the annual Women's Meet and Mingle, executive director and co-founder of Rachel's Rest. Ooh, and (laughs) all in one breath I did that. I'm feeling pretty strong. And she is hosting the Mingle, in air quotes, the Mingle on May 19th. Welcome to the show, Shelly. Thanks for having me, Cheryl. You know what? Um, yeah, either take a breath or I need to downsize. <laughs> yeah, probably that second thing, but like that's going to happen. I don't think so. I know how you're built. And Shelly, she didn't mm-hmm. mention that you did all this last week. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's just within the last 24 hours. You should have heard what I did last in the in the yeah the month of uh, of March. <laughs> Amen, sister. Holy cow! So I'm so excited that because uh, I know right now I think you were sitting in your car on a break because you are that busy, but you took the time to step aside and talk with us, and I really appreciate it because I want to know about this mingle. It's what, is this the second year? It is, yeah. As a as a matter of fact, um, the first thing out of the box is kudos to you. Oh, um, yep. Where this came from? Yeah, I'm turning this around, aren't I? Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> the mingle idea came to me actually from you, 2017 January at Shot Show. Oh, and yeah. you invite, yep, you invited me to just you know uh, to the, the the meet and greet there. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a couple hours there in Vegas, and I just kind of thought, what a great idea to have. Um, to do over here in our side of side of the world over here in Georgia. So uh, this is just now um, uh, spread its wings a little bit. So yeah, this is our second year. And uh, it's an invite only. That's what's different. It's for women uh, in the firearms and self-defense industry. Mm-hmm. So for the, the professionals. So it'd be invite only and it's four hours. Mm-hmm. And uh, where we've kind of evolved is like this year we have a guest speaker which is Claude Warner. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you know who Claude Warner is, uh, he's an amazing presenter. He's he's just such a a bright guy. He's also known as uh, the Tactical Professor. Mm -hmm. So check him out there, tacticalprofessor.com. His blog is just absolutely fantastic. I've got to have him on. What what am I thinking that I haven't yet? You do. You really do. He's just an amazing man. And just the information that he provides is so valid and um he's just really just amazing i'm so happy to have him um he's going to be presenting a new um um, i guess session if you want to call it um for myths myths conceptions uh solutions in the training firearms world that's so So that's going to be yeah that's a new one so and then of course we have swag bags and door prizes and this is all a sponsored event which uh you are now well, this is your second year in a row for sponsoring our swag bags and some goodies in there. So kudos and thank you to you again. <laughs> oh, well, we love it. We we have these massive green tote bags and uh, we're oh. we're just a little proud of them and you can shove a lot of cool stuff inside. So <laughs> it's yeah. fun and, for and, us and we that do. you're giving I mean, them out. Yeah, um, absolutely. And this is in Georgia. Tell folks yes, where ma'am. it is and how they can, because I'm sure you've already piqued everybody's curiosity. Um, how do they find out more about it? Uh, where is it being located? You got it. Um, we're doing it at Mari's Cucina and Social House. And that is one of the top restaurants in Alpharetta and John Creek. And it's Georgia. Kind of inter- yeah, in Georgia. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I guess I should have said that. In Georgia. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. And it's on May 19th. Mm-hmm. And uh, how to actually get invited to this, because it is an invite only, mm-hmm. is that you would actually just go to our website, which is thecompletecombatant.com. Mm-hmm. You'll see the ladies section pop right up. And when you click on that, you'll see where it says, hey, invite me to this event. Cool. So you'll, you'll literally just fill that information out. I'll confirm that you are actually in the industry for the firearms and, you know, Mm self-defense. And then, of course, you'll get your your official invite with the RSVP. 
Very so cool. So that's how we do that. So yes, we're going to show up. We're going to hear this incredible speaker. We're going to get some cool swag. What what else do we do at the four hour event? Well, of course, you have wine. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> I should have started with that, uh, too. So duh. let's put this together. Georgia <laughs> and wine. There we go. Done. <laughs> Check that off the so, list. Uh, uh, top food. But what it is, is is this year we'll have 75 ladies, and we're just about maxed out now, so it's nice. just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it's all like-minded ladies that are coming together. And it's to build relationships. It's to support businesses. It's networking to expand uh, contacts. Um, or it could be something that's not quite as on the professional side, and it could be on the personal growth yeah. of talking to someone about training or, or tactics or self-defense or that you're looking for um, someone to help you with um, you know, coaching or marksmanship. Um, so, I mean, it's all like-minded ladies that are in the, that profession coming together. And then it's basically a support system. Mm-hmm. And they're all, of course, Second Amendment supporters. So we're influencing, uh, supporting, and uh, fighting for self-defense rights. So I mean, um, I that's really what it's all about. And it's, it's all that networking is. When you meet someone, I found this last year. When you met someone last year, the the relationship is being built over these last twelve months. Yes. So everyone's looking forward to seeing their friends again. Yeah. So it's really interesting how that's turning and out. And if you already knew each other, it just deepened and richened the, yeah. uh, the connection. So awesome. So the yeah, other yeah. thing I wanted to ask you about while I had your time was the Rachel's Rest. I mentioned that yeah. in the, the intro. Tell folks what that's about. Well, Rachel's Rest is a nonprofit organization, and um, I'm one of the founders and executive directors. Mm-hmm. And then Brian, who's my husband, is also a board member. So obviously we're very, very deep into this. Mm-hmm. But we offer workshops, um, one day um, or counseling, you know, restorative retreats. Um, we have our own retreat center in um, North Georgia. Okay. And what we do is we're, we're dedicated to uh, addressing the physical emotional and spiritual needs of survivors and this is going to be survivors women and children mm-hmm. of sexual abuse or acts of violence mm. so what where this kind of all you know kind of ties or fits together is that the mingle mm-hmm. uh, last year picked rachel's rest as their featured charity ah. so right so okay. we did a fundraiser and last year, we were able to raise roughly twenty-five. Excuse me, twenty-four hundred dollars. Nice. So yeah. So half that went back into the mingle, of course, the event mm-hmm. to go, you know, bigger, better, grow. Mm-hmm. But the other half went to Rachel's Rest to sponsor a a child and a non-offending parent to come to one of these retreats, mm. which, of course, changes changes the lives and the. Uh, the decisions and generations to come. So it was, a, it was a huge thing, and we're doing the same thing this year. So oh. Rachel's Rest, yep, is our chosen, of course, uh, featured charity. Okay. So they will be reaping benefits once again. All right. So the at the Mingle, you're going to have a raffle. Can people buy the raffle without being at the Mingle? How does that work? Oh, good question. The, it's two separate things. So we've got the event itself, um, and then attached to the event 
is what um, we're doing this year is a nationwide training online um, raffle. So what that means to you is that we have got uh, trainers or people of influence from all around the country that have donated an item, and it could be a membership mm-hmm. um, or it could be a training class okay. from all over the country. Mm-hmm. You know, and these people travel. Mm-hmm. And what they've done is they've donated a class, and we've set up online as well um, a raffle. So what nice. that means is you would go, yeah, so you'd go online, you'd look at the, the crew that we have, which I've got to name these guys, um, but you look at the crew we have, it's $25 per raffle ticket. Mm-hmm. You can buy one, you can buy 40. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and you pick and choose who you want to train with. So it's not a free-for-all. It's like you look at it and you go, oh, I want to train with Chuck Haggard or I want to train with William April, you know, unthinkable. And you would buy that raffle ticket. And then on May 18th, the day before actually the event, mm-hmm. is when we will pull all the winners. Very for good. the the online raffle, and then once again, it'll be split, mm-hmm. um, you know, fifty fifty for the event itself, growing bigger and better, and then of course to Rachel's rest. Awesome. We have less than a minute left. Yep. Please tell people how they can find out more. Absolutely excellent. Just go to thecompletecombatant.com, and everything that I just said you can find on every page for the raffle, awesome. and then. April is Child Abuse Prevention Month. So Mm -hmm. thank you for having me on for for this month. It's very Mm -hmm. important to us. Mm -hmm. And if you guys would like to donate directly and have nothing to do with the training, Mm -hmm. please go there. And that one's rachelsrest.org, R-A-C-H-E-A-L-S-R-E-S-T.org. Wow. Phenomenal. Thank you so much. I, I... I'm excited about the mingle. I don't think I get to come myself this year, but maybe next year. Maybe next year. It's in Alpharetta, Georgia, and it is on, say the date again? May 19th. May 19th. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day, guys. You too. Shelly Leader Hill. God bless, Shelly. Bye-bye. All right. So coming up, we have Tyler Izagari. Now, Tyler is the president and founder of the Second Amendment Institute. He is also the field director of Students for Self-Defense. And he's going to be talking to us about Dick Heller and the 10th year anniversary of the Heller decision. Don't know what the Heller decision is? Don't know who Dick Heller is? I guess you better stick around after these messages. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, 
military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today is arrogance versus intelligence. And I think that it's so fitting that we are talking about the Heller decision and and Dick Heller and the 10th anniversary of all of that. And if you're unfamiliar with all of that, stick around because our next guest, uh, Tyler Izagari, is going to kind of help explain some of that. But how it ties into the show is, you know, there's a lot of facts involved in this case. And, you know, we go through life too often these days just on feelings right we feel like maybe guns are bad and we feel like maybe we need more laws and instead of using the intelligence intelligence approach where we actually research and find out and talk to people who have been there done that and know what is really what laws are already in place and why and how they came to be so Tyler Izagari is the president and founder of the Second Amendment Institute, a national nonprofit organization that focuses on educational advocacy for the Second Amendment. Additionally, Izagari is the national field director of Students for Self-Defense, a national college program that fights for self-defense rights of college students on campus. Well, welcome to the show, Tyler. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, us too. So I keep keep name-dropping. This Dick Heller guy, like, you know, for folks that don't know, tell us a little bit about who Dick Heller is, why he's important, and then what's going on with the 10th year anniversary event. Sure. Uh, Well, Dick Heller uh, moved to D.C. in uh, the 70s, and then um, in 76, a a bullet went through his window in his house right right near the Capitol, actually. Um, and he wanted to purchase a firearm for self-defense. Um, he bought one. And then uh, in October of 76, the D.C. government passed the country's strictest uh, gun control laws ever, uh, which said you can't own a gun, you know, f- for any reason. And, um, you know, he had a couple options. Go, you know, turn it into the city, throw it away, or give it to jail. And mm-hmm. there should have been a fourth option, which was fire our Second Amendment, uh, right. Uh, so we fast forward to um, 2008, um, and the Supreme Court ruled in, in Heller's case, DCV Heller, that mm-hmm. the Second Amendment indeed does defend, or uh, you know guarantee an individual right to own firearms uh, for self-defense purposes and other lawful purposes. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the, in my personal opinion, the biggest, most important historic landmark decision in our country's uh, judicial history because it's completely changed 
the way our country operates um, and how in- citizens are able to defend themselves. You know, because of Heller, we have, you know, a Second Amendment right to this day that, you know, gun, you know, our Second Amendment cannot be taken away from us, that we do have an indiv- individual right to own firearms for self-defense purposes and other uh, lawful purposes. And uh, in 2008, you know, TCV Heller mm-hmm. uh, led to, in 2010, uh, McDonald v. Chicago, which applied uh, the federal ruling of Heller to the states. And now the Second Amendment is applied to, to all 50 states, you know, through the 14th Amendment. And um, after that, in last year, in 2017, we have Ren v. D.C., which was piggybacked off of Heller, saying that the uh, requirements for good carry, uh, for concealed carry in D.C. were unconstitutional. So Dick Heller who's one of the last living, you know, uh, figures from such a historical landmark case, uh, June 26, 2018 is the 10th year anniversary mm-hmm. of, of this historic decision. And, you know, it needs to be celebrated. We need people here in D.C. with us at the Supreme Court on June 26. We're going to have Congressman Thomas Massey, who's the chairman for the Second Amendment Caucus speaking. We're going to have Senator Rand Paul, was a big Second Amendment advocate speaking as well. And, of course, the man, myth, and legend himself, Dick Heller. Mm, that is so exciting. I'm actually, as you're talking, I'm looking on my phone at my calendar. I'm like, can I be in D.C. that time? I'm going to be there the week before with the D.C. Project ladies. Maybe I can just squeak another couple of days out of that because you, what, you an, really should. what an incredible uh, opportunity. Yes, and then that night we're going to have a, a banquet-style uh, dinner with uh, Congressman Thomas Massey and some others who we have yet to announce, um, and, and we're looking at venues right now. But uh, I mean, this is this is huge. This is this is the most important. Well, one of the most important days of the year, I think. That's awesome. Now he's is he also doing a tour where he's doing you know smaller versions of the that uh, celebration across the country, or did I hear wrong about that? You're actually right. I've I've had him on a national tour now for about. Six months. I've had him in uh, Florida, Tennessee. Uh, I've had him in Arizona. I've, ha- I've had him all over the country, just going to college campuses with, uh, with help from the Leadership Institute, actually. Um, and he's just going to these college campuses. He's speaking to the, the students, um, and then it's all, the events are also open to the public. So we're having people come in from the public as well. His last one uh, was a few weeks ago at Arizona State University. Um, and about 60 or 70 people showed up, and we have one coming up uh, at the University of Delaware on April 26th. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be our next big our next big venue. So cool. So how do people stay on top of that and find out about tickets or like how how are you organizing that? Right. So we uh, just launched last Friday um, a website dedicated all to this called heller10.com that's t-e-n heller10.com and it has information for the rally at the supreme court information for the banquet ticket uh information sponsorship uh availability and if 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 you have the means to to sponsor uh the banquet please do so um i know dick heller will be eternally grateful Mm -hmm. Um, because we really need to have this be a successful event that's one for the for the history books 
so important and we have to know our history i mean it almost sounds like a you know an old wives tale anymore to to say the phrase those who do not know their history are doomed to repeat it but it is the truth and worse worse than that because a lot of us do know our history those who do not know our history doom the rest of us to repeat it and it it's so important to invest ourselves in learning, studying, and when you have someone who's still living that went through this and fought this battle, not just for himself, but for all of us, um, to have the opportunity to be in the same room with him and meet him and you know all those things is um, really priceless. So I want to also talk to you about a big Second Amendment rally that you've got coming up um, in Delaware. What, tell us a little bit about what that's all about. Right. So uh, Saturday, April 14th, uh, there's a national uh, event. Most state, uh, most state capitals uh, for a Second Amendment rally. Uh, however, I'm biased towards Delaware's because, well, one, I'm speaking at it, and two, we have the best lineup. So we have nice. We have Ka- we do. We have Kaya Jones, who is an advisor to President Trump. We have. Uh, Deontay Johnson, who's the president and founder of the Black Conservative Federation, he's also on Fox quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, myself, nothing special there. And yes, then we also it is. Have, <laughs> and then the most important, you know, to me, and I think everyone going is is Dick Heller. Uh-huh. I mean, who better to speak at a Second Amendment rally than the man who saved our Second Amendment rights? Wow. Um, and, and we're expecting a thousand plus for that event. That is phenomenal. That's uh, this Saturday coming already, right? Yes. I'm, I was re- finishing up my speech yesterday. <laughs> nice. That's good. And so, you know, in the lead-in, I was saying that you're the president and founder of the Second Amendment Institute. And you're a young person. You are part of the millennial crowd, if I recall correctly. And you have invested yourself enough that you are the president and founder of the Second Amendment Institute, that is incredibly, it's impressive, but it's also, it gives hope to those of us that sometimes feel like, man, when when our generation passes away, kind of like anybody that cares about our Constitution is, is going to go too. And so what's, who's going to carry the torch? And here you are with your Second Amendment Institute. Talk to us about that. What are you doing with with the Second Amendment Institute? Right. So really quick, uh, I'm a University of Delaware graduate, go Blue Hens. Um, (laughs) Joe Biden's alma mater, not too proud of that. Um, I've I've met him. I've met him before. I I would love to have an ice cream and beer with the man. Yeah. President, not so much. I think he's a little too daffy for that. Um, (laughs) Even though he tells us to shoot shotguns through our front doors when criminals are trying to break in. Do not listen Um, to that. Thank you, Vice President Joe Biden, for that yeah. uh, soundbite. Yeah. Um, so I started a Students for the Second Amendment Club at UD uh, from 2014 to 2015. Uh, we brought in Katie Pavish from Fox News. I got this huge Bleeding Heart Liberal University to give us $500 for ammo to Cabela's, wrote us a check for it. Wow. Um, yeah, I know, right? And then, and then I graduated, and I was like, well, I don't want to stop doing this. I'm, I'm good at this. I'm good mm-hmm. at talking to people, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. And I, I talked with a few people. I talked to some, some of my lawyer buddies. And, yeah, they said, go for it. Gave me the green light. And, and um, I started the Second Amendment Institute to um, educate, activate, and empower individuals to be effectively mobilized for the Second Amendment. 
uh, we have the, the NRA that's doing the lobbying for us. They're a great organization, uh, you know, and, and we're, we're more of the educational, mm-hmm. uh, not educational approach. We're, we're about constitutional rights, uh, advocating for them. And we deal a lot with students. Um, and we connect very well with millennials. We connect very well with moderates mm-hmm. who aren't necessarily gun friendlies or gun owners. Mm-hmm. And we're able to come together you know, sit down, have a rational discussion with them and, and help them see the light that, you know, you do have this constitutional right to keep and bear arms, to, to self-defense, and that by stripping away your fellow citizens' rights, is it going to get us anywhere? Um, awesome. And I've been doing that for about ooh, June 16th will actually be our second, anniver- our second year anniversary. Um, it's too bad I didn't get incorporated on the 26th of June <laughs> for the Heller decision, but yeah. I wouldn't want to steal his, uh, his thunder. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so June is kind of like the Second Amendment month for us. Very, um, very and, cool. And we got students for self-defense going, and we go to college campuses, and we go to these universities, these radical, radically controlled universities that have systematically stripped students of their rights to self-defense. And we're not talking about firearms on campus or, or, or whatever. We're, we do it by a case-by-case basis. So they come to us, the students say, yeah, we want pepper spray on campus. Isn't it ridiculous that, you know, yes. over 90% of colleges even either restrict or completely ban pepper spray on campus? I mean, you can't yes. get, you know, Crazy uh, more idiotic than that. Crazy to me. So we well, help them get pepper spray and, and, and whatever rights they want for self-defense means. Very, very cool. I'm so excited that you're out there doing that work. And we've got to wrap. But as we do, please just tell folks once again, how do they follow you? How do they find out more information about all these different events that we're talking about? How do they donate to your nonprofit and to support the excellent work that you're doing? Yes, donations to make the world go round. And mm. we actually use our donations for, for good means, unlike some organizations. Um <laughs> So our website is sainational.org, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you can go. You can learn about us. You can donate. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at RealTylerYZ, mm-hmm. and Dick Heller is at RealDickHeller, um, and then his website is Heller10ten.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. We're definitely going to have to have you come back on and tell us uh, more about the Dick Heller 10th anniversary, uh, hopefully before it happens. And then, of course, give us a wrap up once it's happened. Tyler is a Gary. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Bye bye now. Bye bye. OK, stick around. We have one of our newest Congress people, Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, coming up right after this on Gun Freedom Radio. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. 
Tom? Absolutely. AZFirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. AZFirearms.com is Old Town Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona, and we are so glad you're here with us today. If you missed any portion of this show, please be sure to check our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab, and all 104 other episodes are waiting for you to just binge listen away. Even that one? Even that one. You can Uh-oh. laugh at that one, whichever that one is. <laughs> um, you know, next time you're on a long drive, you're working in the yard, you know, cleaning the house, you just put your earbuds in and there's lots of great guests on there. So our next guest coming up today is Congresswoman Debbie Lesko. Representative Lesko recently won the special primary election and is currently running in the special general election in Arizona's 8th Congressional District, and she's here to talk with us about the important issues that impact her district. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. What a great day it is today. It is. I mean, it is just gorgeous. It's a little warm you know in Arizona it's like you can't please us right it's like well really we have a lot of gorgeous weather but I swear we're either like it's cold today or it's hot today (laughs) I know I'll take it I'll take it it's true all right so I wanted to talk to you because you were appointed right uh, or you actually won the the special primary election, but you st- have another election. Like you barely had a chance to, you know, get your your feet in in those new shoes. And it's time for another election, right? Yes. So what happened is Trent Franks, our congressman, resigned in December, mm-hmm. and um, so a special election was called. And the in February twenty seventh was the special Republican, well, special primary, and I won the Republican nomination. Mm-hmm. I beat 11 opponents wow. um, but by 11 percentage points, and so it was a great victory. But then I had to start right over again because now our special general election is on April 24th, and early ballots are already out in the mail. People are returning their early ballots. And I don't take anything for granted. This is a Republican district. It's mm-hmm. in the West Valley of mm-hmm. Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, but but the Democrats are very motivated. They're motivated from their win in Pennsylvania and in other states. And we cannot, us Republicans, have to work hard to make sure we maintain our seats because we have to protect all of our constitutional rights, including our Second Amendment rights. Well, absolutely. And that is um, just by the way that that things have played out over history. It is one of the ways that a Republican candidate can 
uh, speak to the public in a different way than a Democratic candidate, and that is your stance on the Second Amendment and your support of the Second Amendment. So what, where does your, um, your support from the Second Amendment come from? Is it just a love of the Constitution? Is it a family history of you know, growing up with respect for firearms? Where does that really come from for you? Well, I'm a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. I have an A rating from the NRA. I'm a member of the NRA, and I'm also a member of the Arizona Citizens Defense League. But I wasn't always this way. I grew up, and my family had no guns. Mm -hmm. So I actually had an irrational fear of guns. And Mm -hmm. so what's, what's interesting about me is that I can relate to these people that have irrational fear of guns because I used to be one of these people years ago. And, you know, I went to actually a debate and it was Alan Corwin who Mm -hmm. writes all the gun, the gun books. Um, He was in a debate with a liberal and it just, you know, he, he made sense. It totally made sense that the people that follow the laws are law-abiding citizens. The people that don't follow the laws are, are criminals and are going to abuse it. So why why have imposed more laws on law-abiding citizens when they're not the problem? Amen. That the only people left with guns, if we ban guns, is the is the criminals and the people that are meant to do harm. So, I uh, it that's where it started uh, years ago, and I am I just I talk to people that that used to be like me, and I try to say rationally to them, what you're saying doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. It it doesn't make sense if you think it through. And I think if we talk to people and not criticize them not to mean them Mm -hmm. they just need to be they just need to be talked to um, with respect and try to convince them that their way of thinking is wrong now Mm -hmm. some people aren't going to buy it they're just Mm -hmm. totally against gun rights but I think for the people on the fence we need to just talk to them rationally and see how protecting our second amendment is so important. Oh, amen to all of that. And, you know, you're speaking from experience. If Alan Corwin had not spoken up and challenged your beliefs uh, and offered you a way to, to, to say, well, you know what, maybe I'm maybe I'm not thinking about this the correct way or there's another way for me to think about this, then you wouldn't be talking to me today about what we're talking about. And I just think that that's incredibly powerful to spend some time thinking about. So another very important issue uh, here in Arizona, across the nation, and you're taking a, a you're in a federal seat, um, is the, the topic of immigration and illegal immigration and the fact that there's a way to do it right and there's a way to, to do it wrong. And th- those lines have been blurred up in the media and with other politicians just trying to, to make the word illegal somehow a bad word. And, uh, you know, all of these things. And this is something that, you know, I know you've spent time, you know, thinking about and, and studying. And um, what, what, are you, what is your plan for the, the immigration issue? Yeah. 
Well, I totally agree with President Trump. We need to secure the border. This um, has been going on way too long, decades and decades. And what we have now is basically, you know, amnesty. And so we do need to secure the border. And part of that is building a wall. It works in the San Diego area. They have multiple walls or fences, if you want to call them that. And it works. Mm-hmm. And so that's part of, part of it. We also need to increase the number of Border Patrol agents, and we also need to increase funding for technology. I've been down at the border. I served in the Arizona House and Senate for nine years, and so I had an opportunity to go down, not only meet, meet with the Border Patrol, but also um, meet with the ranchers down at the border and this is such a huge problem. I mean, there are there are people bringing over drugs. There are people that are criminals coming over our border. My constituents want a safe, secure nation. That's the number one job of our government is to keep our country safe. And border security is part of that solution. And we needed to get it done, and we needed to get it done fast. And I totally support the president and our governor on putting the National Guard at the border. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, you know, it's such a big topic going on right now. Since uh, President Trump was campaigning, uh, is this, you know, drain the swamp? You know, there's too much bureaucracy. There's too many regulations that act like laws over us that don't have to go through the process of becoming a law. There's just so much out there that just gets piled on top of, you know, piles. And so there's got to be some maybe agencies, either local or federal government agencies that need to be, you know, let's prune them back a little bit. We prune our rose bushes, we prune, you know, we cut our hair, we do all these things. It just makes sense, right? So what what do you say about that? Well, I I am so happy that President Trump is in office and not Hillary Clinton <laughs> because some of our agents have really pruned back like the EPA, they were just out of control under President Obama. Mm-hmm. So they have cut back their regulations and now we are the energy you know, exporter um, across the entire world because the we were so overregulated. So that's just one area that I'm very thankful. Another area I'd really like to reduce regulations and give more local control is the Department of Education. I think it's too top heavy. We need to have more local control and keep our funding for education in the state of Arizona. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, less national uh, policies and bureaucracy, more giving the money to our local uh, states and districts and getting the money in the classroom because yes. there's lots of money out there, but the money doesn't seem to be getting into the classroom. And that's why you see all these teachers that are upset because they're not getting. Uh, sometimes the pay raises that they should get, but it's it's decided mostly by the school boards, yes. and it, the money is just not getting into the classroom. Yes. It's a real problem. Okay, I mean, I uh, I'm high fiving you from over here, so. <laughs> I appreciate that. And we are up against a hard break, so we're going to have to run. But real quick before we do, please tell people how they can reach out to you, because I'm sure people have questions before they vote. I encourage everybody, research, ask questions. How would they reach out to you? 
Well, my website is DebbieLescoForCongress.com, and I also give out my home phone number, which is 623-878-9761. Wow. That's pretty transparent. We don't have any argument with that. That's fantastic. Congresswoman Debbie Lesko, thank you so much. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you. You as well. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. All right. We still have our number two waiting just around the corner from these ads. Stick around. You do not want to miss a second. And I do have a rant today. Okay. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey, ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 